Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3, back once again for True Heels, BTR, Between the Ropes, with former two-time Impact World Champion, Eddie Edwards. Great to talk to you again, Eddie. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Yes, I appreciate your time. Uh, a lot going on in the world of Impact Wrestling. So glad to have someone like yourself who has been with the company for so long and just a couple of months away from your 10-year anniversary with Impact Wrestling as well. Yeah, I just I just saw that. I was like, oh, man, we're, we're like six months away from really like you're a defining era in Impact Wrestling with you involved. How do you kind of look at that and being so long with this really landmark company in the world of professional wrestling you know it, it didn't really hit until you said it you know when you when you say 10 years you know, it's, it's a decade it, it's that you know that sense of time that you know while you're in it i don't you know it doesn't really compute it's like i'm just you know doing my job i'm working for impact i'm i'm loving what i'm doing and then when you take a step back it's like wow almost you know it will be a decade of, of me and impact and you know, I, I've enjoyed every step of it. There's been ups, there's been downs, but, you know, that's life. And I'm really, I'm really digging where we're at, you know, as a company. And I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing personally, for sure. Yeah, right now you're in deep in a rivalry with uh, Frankie Kazarian just coming off of Against All Odds. And your first time one-on-one, -on -one, like it, it blew my mind when that was kind of said during the build-up to the matchup because I have seen both of you guys' career over the last, uh, you know, all these years, whether it be your time in Ring of Honor or Frankie's time in the original TNA, to know that, you know, you two guys who have that close connection, both being trained by Killer Kowal, how crazy for was it for you personally to be in the wing with Frankie Kazaria one on one after all this time? Yeah, you know, it's kind of the same when you know we we sat back, we thought about it, and we told people like this is the first time we're going one on one. Like you know, we've been like two ships passing the night. You know, we were both we did some tag stuff when me and uh, Davey first got to TNA, and then you know our times were different, our age, and even on the indies we never wrestled one on one. So. The fact that after all these years, for both of us, we still have matches that, you know, we personally want to do. I personally wanted to have this match. And I think the fans look forward to it, too. So it's nice that after all these years, we still have some surprises, some matches left in us that people want to see. So after, you know, after that loss in the match, which was awesome at Against All Odds, is, they, is it over between you and Frankie? Or do you still feel like there's unfinished business between you two guys? You know, with with the history that we both have, you know, being from Killer Kowalski's and, you know, being in TNA, being an impact, I'd say it's pretty far from over. I'd say we're just we're just scratching the surface of it right now. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to what we're going to be able to do and what we can bring out of each other and what he can bring out of me. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, you guys both have so much experience in this business. And one of the other talking points going into your first time matchup at Against All Odds was this kind of battle of ideologies when it comes to the locker room leader in Impact Wrestling, considering, you know, Frankie is just coming back into the fold and you've been here strong for the past nine and a half years. What separates you as a locker room leader from Frankie Kazarian? You know, in my book, Frankie... You know, he's a bit soft, I'll say. You know, he's a bit soft as far as his approach to the others in the locker room. You know, for me, 
the way I was training at Kowalski's, and as well as, as the way I was training over in Japan, you have to earn your spot. You have to earn that respect. You, you show respect on your way up, but you earn that respect along the way. And, you know, there's going to be tough times if you're in this locker room and you're not living up, you're not living up to your end of the deal. You're not pulling your weight. I'll call, I, I'm not afraid to call people out. I'm not afraid to put them in their place where, you know, Frankie, he's more of a, here, take my hand. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll show you the way. Until you prove that you deserve that helping hand, I'm not going to do it. So you bring up, you know, your time in Japan and it feels like so long since you've been mm-hmm. over there since like no the end of 2019. And, you know, the world has definitely changed since then with the whole pandemic and everything. But kind of tell people who aren't aware how you first got into pro, uh, you know, pro wrestling Noah all these years ago, because I think it's a very interesting story how you kind of got your foot in the door of professional wrestling and then made your way into pro wrestling Noah when it was probably the most premier promotion in all of Japan when it had Masawa, you had Kenta Kobashi. Kind of tell us how you got your entryway into there. Yeah, well, I was actually training at Killer Kowalski's at the time, and Sumi Sakai, she came over to train with Kowalski's for a bit, and she had, you know, connections into the Japanese pro wrestling world, of course, and she pitched the idea. She asked if I would want, you know, to go over to Japan, basically live there and train in the dojo, be a full-on trainee slash, you know, young boy over there. And, you know, I jumped at the opportunity. I, I was I was full-on. And, you know, the the president at the time, Ryu Nakata, he gave me the opportunity, which I am forever grateful. You know, him and Misawa, they, you know, they let this green guy from the States go over there, live in that dojo, train that style, learn that system. And for me, you know, I was, I was so young at the time that, I'm glad I went the time I did because not only did it, you know, help mold me as a professional wrestler, it molded me as a human being, you know, it taught me so much about respect and respecting everybody around you and everybody in the company, everybody around you, you know, they do their job and you teach, you show each one of them respect along the way, because I was there. I was that, as you said, in the locker room, I was that, I was that guy that was trying to pull my weight and some days I didn't do it and they would let me hear about it. You know, that's the way I was brought up and that's the way, I want to pass on that wrestling tradition, that quality, that pro wrestling Noah tradition. And I'm just very grateful that I got the opportunity to go over there. Cause like you said, you know, I was able to be in the ring. I've, I've taken a forearm from Misawa. I've taken chops from Kobashi. You know, I've taken an exploder from Junaki. I'm like, these are things that, you know, I was talking about this last weekend. In the time, you know, of course it was awesome, but it was, you know, it was a struggle for me at times. It was, it was difficult. The training was totally different. You know, I'm in a whole nother country, halfway around the world. It was something totally new, but I look back on it and I'm so grateful that I was there and I was there, you know, when Noah was the top, Noah was the, the best of the best. And I got to see some amazing matches and it all helped, like I said, mold me outside the ring, but as well as my style and my thinking inside the ring. So how do you remember kind of like the culture, Cash? Because I'm also from the Northeast. I'm from New York. I don't have any enemy with you. I know you're from Boston. Um, But <laughs> I'm from the Northeast, growing up in the Northeast. How much of a culture change was it to go from there to, you know, Japan? It was totally, you know, it was just completely flipped, you know. Obviously, first and foremost, the language barrier. I was the only foreigner living in the dojo. And, you know, the the other guys could speak, you know, some English here and there and of course, I was doing my best to learn a little bit of Japanese. But again, when, when you 
when you shed it all down, when you, when you, you know, trim all that fat, it's about the wrestling over there. And it was like, everybody speaks that universal language of hard work and professional wrestling. So once you got in the dojo, you did your, you did your squats, you did your pushups, you did your bumps, you did everything that was asked of you. And that was the way we communicated, you know, and then slowly but surely I kind of found my way and I, you know, I learned more about the way things are done over there, which is first and foremost, what you needed to learn. You need to learn about how we would go up there. We would clean the dojo before training. We would do all that stuff, get everything set up because that's the way it does. And I didn't ask any questions because that wasn't my place. That was pro wrestling. Noah. That was their home. I was a visitor. So I went over, I, I just jumped in, you know, with both feet and was like, I will do whatever you ask of me. I'll do everything that all the other trainers are doing because that's the way I wanted to learn. And it was, it was the culture shock, you know, and this is back 2005. So, you know, there wasn't the, there weren't the iPhones with the translation and all of these stuff. It was, you know, go out and find my way. And I did that. No, no Google translate back in those days. No. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier now. And like I said, it's been uh, now going on four years that you've been out of Japan. Is that, <laughs> is there any little itch that you have to be back in that atmosphere? You know, maybe not necessarily for pro wrestling Noah. Now that impact wrestling has a connection with new Japan pro wrestling. Is there any chance or any kind of thought in your mind of making that move and just doing a show out in Japan again? that itch will never go away from me. You know, it's, it's in my, it's in my soul. It's in my heart. You know what I mean? I, I always want to go back and, you know, can't, unfortunately it's not like the, the days of the past where I could go over three months at a time, but I would love to go over there for, you know, some shows or a week, couple of weeks, whatever it may be. I would love to go back to Japan. I'd love to go to pro wrestling. No, that's, you know, forever be my home, but as well would love to go to new Japan because our, our relationship with impact, you know, I, I miss, the people of Japan, I miss the fans of it, and I would love to go back, hopefully sometime soon, but you never know. Yeah, and like I said, Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling have this great partnership going on, and in a few months, you'll be in Philly for Multiverse United. Uh, is there any ideas that you could give me of anyone you would like to lock horns with at Multiverse United from New Japan? You know, for me, it's it's no one specific. It's more about whatever match there are. Like, I like the fact that, you know, we talk about these first-time matchups. There's so many opportunities for Impact versus New Japan. These first-time matchups and, you know, the great thing about Impact as well as New Japan is our rosters are so deep. We're, we're so solid right now. You can put, you know, flip a coin, you know, spin the wheel and just pick matches and you'd have a great card. So, you know, I like to wait and find out when the time comes and I'll be ready to go. And so much has changed in Impact Wrestling over the last, you know, few months since the last time I was able to chat with you. And the roster is uh, kind of so different than what it was just six months ago. Uh, you recently got back Nick Aldis into the promotion. Trinity just signed with Impact Wrestling. How do you view kind of Impact Wrestling so far now at the halfway, near the halfway point of 2023 with the additions of Trinity and Nick Aldis? Yeah, you know, I think this year, again, we're proving it more than even last year where Impact Wrestling is a destination. Where before, you know, it maybe wasn't destination. People would want to come in and go or, or come make appearances. But now people want to make Impact Wrestling their home, which 
clearly I understand because I've done that for almost a decade. And, you know, I've been pushing this for so long and the, the people who have been a part of Impact, we know what the atmosphere is like. We know what the roster is like. We know, you know, the re relationship between the roster and the front office. It is a place you can go, you can be creative and you can enjoy what you're doing. You can enjoy the creativity of all. You can enjoy the matches, everything about it. You know, just being in the back in the locker room, you can feel that it's something different. And I'll, you'll hear that time and time again from people who do come in, you know, for maybe a shot here or there. And they'll tell you that, you know, something is different about the impact locker room. You can feel it when you're back there, that, you know, the unity of it all, you know, that the term family is so overused and cliched, but you know, that's the best way to describe it. You know what I mean? We're, we're brothers and sisters. We're all hanging out. We all have that same goal. And I think that's the most important part. We have that same goal. We want to bring impact wrestling to that next level and we'll all do whatever it takes to get it there. And, you know, you talk about that family, you know, environment in Impact Wrestling. How was it as the locker room leader that you are to see another person that could be viewed as a locker room leader, Alex Shelley, finally win the Impact World Championship at Against All Odds? I know me as a fan of Impact Wrestling for so long and seeing him kind of start paparazzi productions with the motorcy machine guns now to reach that mountaintop after 20 years. How was it for you personally being with Impact as long as you have to see someone that you respect like Alex Shelley win the title. Yeah, you know, it, it makes things seem like, you know, all is right in the world type thing where a guy can start, you know, you can see somebody's journey from start to getting that world title. And, you know, we've all been there, whether it's in wrestling, whether it's in life, whether it's a job that you have, we've all started somewhere and we've always, people always want more. And sometimes, unfortunately, it doesn't come to fruition, but with Shelley, he put in work like, you know, you never seen you. Everybody's seen the work that he's put in, the way he's elevated his game, the way he's, he's in insane shape now, you know, the way he thinks, the way that he helps out the locker room, he helps out the young guys, which I see each and every time I'm there. He's in the ring training guys and girls and showing them things in that ring because he loves professional wrestling and he loves impact wrestling. So to, so to see him finally achieve that goal, I love it. You know, it's, whether it's an underdog story or not, we love, I love to see people get what they deserve. And that is what Alex Shelley deserves. 100% agree with you. Uh, from our last interview, I thought one of the coolest answers that you gave me is when I asked who you would have put a part of Honor No More. At the, we did our interview at the end of 2022 and kind of Honor No More was kind of so identifiable with your year that year. And your answer was the Briscoe brothers. And now, you know, doing this interview now, I, I would be amiss if I didn't ask kind of your thoughts on the loss of Jay Briscoe and what's your best memories of Jay Briscoe being that you spend so much time with them in Ring of Honor and in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it it was a shocking, such a tremendous loss to, you know, not just the wrestling world, but to his friends and family. You could see, you know, how truly loved he was by everybody who has ever interacted with them. You know, they're an amazing, uh, I mean, they're an amazing family, you know, in general, the Briscoe family, the Pew family. And Jay, you know, he touched everybody. He influenced everybody, you know, whether he realized it or not, which he'd say he didn't, you know, he'd say he didn't because he's humble. That's the way he was, but he really did. And he was one of the best in the ring, but truly one of the greatest outside the ring. You know, for me, 
the greatest memories is not about the stuff in the ring. It was about traveling, you know, it was about going to the ROH shows and the van traveling and hanging out after and hanging in the locker room. Those were always the greatest times because that's a time where, again, you feel like your brothers, you feel like your family on that road traveling. And again, you may not realize it when you're in it, but when you take a step back and you realize those are some of the best moments, you know, of my life, of my career. And Jay, you know, he's going to be missed. He is missed and will forever be missed by everybody who has ever been around him. He was truly one of the greatest guys I've ever met. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. And of course, thank you so much for your time with this interview. Please let the people know, Eddie, where they could follow you on social media, where they can watch all your great work at Impact Wrestling, Impact Plus, Impact Insider, The Zone, everywhere where they can find Impact Wrestling and yourself. Yeah, for me, you know, I'm just on Twitter as far as social media, at Eddie Edwards. But like you said, you know, Impact Plus, The Zone, everything Impact, check us out, follow us, you know, you want you don't want to miss anything, and especially I'll tell you right now the pay per views we put on are best of the best. Nothing better, nothing will touch it. But thank you for your support, and thank you to the fans for supporting us. Continue to travel with us and ride with us as we take Impact to that next level because we will get there one way or another. I definitely believe in that. And thank you so much to Eddie. Thank you so much to Impact Wrestling. This has been True Heels BTR Between the Ropes with Eddie Edwards. Like, comment, share, subscribe. It is me. It is me. Your True Heel Phenom SP3 signing off until next time.